Welcome to the Weekly Exchange, an Explominate podcast where we talk about Forex, strategy, and tactics games news, patches, devlogs, and much more. So stay tuned. Hey, Rob. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nate. Happy to be here. Happy holidays to you, sir. (laughs) Thank you. Happy holidays to you as well. Yeah, and so the cool thing, too, is that the time that this goes up, it'll be New Year's Day. So, Happy Mm -hmm. New Year. To all of Exploraminate in the world. Yay! 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 I'm not drunk, I promise. I promise I'm not drunk. (laughs) We're drunk off life. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, hopefully you guys sure, will, sure. yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your New Year's Eve and you're excited about 2020 because it is upon us, which is crazy. And I had a great holiday. How about you, you sir? Did you have a great yes. holiday yourself? Yes. This is also uh, a very celebratory time in my family because of our various birthdays. So they all happen around this time. Awesome. So yes. Yeah. Well, happy very birthdays good. to everybody and happy holidays. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Well, why don't you start us off with the latest bit of info from Lord of Rigel? Yeah. Weird that we're talking about Lord of Rigel because I think everyone pretty much assumed it was gone. And I know in the Mm -hmm. past podcasts, some of them I've said that, no, that's not the truth. I know that it may seem like that, but I do know that it's being worked on. And sure enough, the guys behind Rhomba Studios, the ones working on Lord of Rigel, just posted a big holiday update saying, hey, we're not dead. We're still working on this thing. We have moved from Unity to the Unreal Engine, which has allowed us to make the game look much better and to perform much better. And then they posted some screenshots, which look really good. So That's true, because I saw them popping up on... I follow them, so I saw them starting to pop up on my feed. And I was like, ooh, that's exciting. So I mentioned it in the Steam thread. And a bunch of people were like, where did you see it? And I'm like, oh, I guess you didn't follow them. Maybe you should follow them and you would see it too. So that's kind of why we're talking about this. The other reason we're talking about it today is because there's not been a lot of news this past week. So we're finding interesting things to talk about. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, this will be a very short episode. Unlike the last time when we said that, this really will be a short episode because we have right. four news I, items. I'm, and I'm timing you right now. Yeah. So No, I know. So I, I do want to give everyone a heads up. This isn't going to be like your 50-minute opus where Nate gets on his rant box and talks about everything and oh, I can rant. Off and- <laughs> there, there, there's a rant coming at the end, so <laughs> you're speaking too soon, my friend. You're speaking oh, too no. soon. Oh, no. All right. right. Well, that's fine. But yeah, just so you know, you can check the link down below, and you'll see the new screenshots. There's about six or seven of them, and they're pretty good. I think there are more. There, there, there are seven or eight, actually, I think, because there was also some... I, there might have been a video of something, too, but I'm not sure. Well, we'll get more as they come in, and certainly we'll be watching it next year as it... It completes hopefully completes its transition from Unity to Unreal. So, Absolutely. what's the next news item, sir? Uh, Master of Ryan. So, this is specifically for Master of Ryan: Conquer the Stars. And what happened is, is somebody asked the question in the f- in the thread, and you answered it, and that set off a chain of events where lots of people were discussing many things, and it spread into other threads. But we're going to focus on this one, and more specifically, it's about how the game right now 
is actually pretty solid if you download the patch provided by several community members, several community of that community. They also happen to post in our forums too. And they basically got together and they released, I think you need two different patches. And with those two, like the game is legit good. And it makes you wonder why couldn't Wargaming do the same thing? Why is it that modders and community members have to jump in and do this work and they do it for free? And the main developer is like, oh, we're just getting paid. We don't care. Like, why are they not supporting the game? No, I agree. And it, it bothers me, too, that 100,000 plus copies of Mass of Ryan wasn't enough for them to stick around. They were looking for some huge payday that, of course, they weren't going to get because they did too much to change the formula. And then, Oh, they sold a lot more than 100,000. Okay. Well, I remember the 100,000, at, at least while Chris was still there, Chris Keeling was still there. Oh, no. When Chris was still there, I think there were somewhere at or above 450,000. Oh, and that's that, ridiculous. Yeah, that's and insane. even that, they wanted something like two or three million copies. And what he was hoping is that once they released all of the DLC content and stuff like that, and like maybe do an expansion, like a full-on expansion, then that would sell. But it just wasn't enough because the DLC were just essentially race packs. There was no gameplay introduced. There's nothing done. And altogether, it just it didn't sell enough for, I mean, I'm sure at this point they've probably broken 500 or 600,000 because it's been on sale quite a bit for a substantial amount. But yeah, they're just at this point, they're collecting money and they're using the community to patch the game for them. And that's, that's you know, that kind of sucks. And by kind of sucks, I mean, that sucks a lot. It does suck. And so I also want to use this opportunity to talk about the the return of our mod series, only it's changing its mm -hmm. name. I know back when I was gone, you guys did some mod spotlights and stuff. Mo Monday Modness. Oh, Modness. Monday yeah. Modness, that's right. Yeah, well, so I've changed the name just because I wanted to be clever too. And I've called it to the mod <laughs> Modify Playlist, which okay. will feature once a month. It'll feature a mod that I think you should check out if you're a 4X fan and you have a game that may need some help, <laughs> much mm -hmm. like Master Ryan does. Master Ryan's right. patching is oh, definitely Oh, it's gotten the help. Yeah, and it, it'll it'll feature those mods will definitely feature. But the first one is going to be the black box and oh, mm. I want to say combined Star arms. Star yeah, Drive because mm. I gave it a spin, and holy hell, does it do so much good things for Star Drive? It's insane. And maybe the day after this, or maybe a couple days after you hear this, you'll be able to check out our first modify playlist feature which is going to be the black box and combined arms mod and what i'll do is i'll have a little qa with the guys that are doing it i'll have some highlighted features that they've improved mm -hmm. on and fixed and mm -hmm. then i'm going to mm -hmm. do a video or two or nice. five nice Very so nice. that will definitely of course the massive ryan mod the community patch will definitely be in that that playlist so stay tuned I mean, for that mm -hmm. sorry I, another game that kind of had this kind of support that was support by the community is warlock 2 and some of the community stuff did like the renaissance mod and i did a piece on it for monday modness and that too also had like showed ridiculous work and again it was essentially abandoned by the developers which is a huge shame but sorry go ahead yes no that's a great point and i think star drive one by any measure is also one of those games it was abandoned and mm -hmm. it had so much potential i think star drive one had the most potential out of all the games that i think were abandoned and unfortunately it uh it, it was never really finished but these guys are doing an amazing job and I, I can't wait to show it because it's come a long way since the first time i checked out the black box mod it looks mm -hmm. like a professional production now and i'm just 
I, like I said, my, my mind's blown that these guys have done so much and have worked so hard to make this game a pretty special product. So I, I'm going to throw an, I'm going to name check one more game. Do you know a, a small group of people that did a mod for a game that wasn't so obscure and now they're massive? You know who this group is? CD Projekt Red. Didn't they all start out as modders for uh, Forgotten Realms or some, some D&D computer games? Oh, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's how they started. They were like a mod team that was doing that. And look at where they are now. So, yeah, modders, you know, keep up your hard work. You never know where it's going to take you. Yeah, it's just like the Longmore guys going off yep. and doing their own thing. Yep. It's exciting yep. to see this stuff. And, and I really do think that, you know, modders, I think that's why I appreciate computer gaming more than any other is mm. that the mods just do so much for for the longevity of games. Yes. You know, there's there's very few I mean like it's like there's very few Forex games that I'll play as a vanilla game now. You know, there's mm. like Civilization 6, Stellaris, mm. all these games I always mod and mm-hmm. yeah. But we'll talk so much about more about that and that'll be something that we'll also In feature a little bit on the show. weekly exchange as we go yep. through them and get an opportunity to talk to them. So let's talk about Remnants of the Precursors, which just released its Alpha 5 this past Wednesday, which was mm-hmm. Christmas Day for those mm-hmm. that celebrate. And it has come a long way itself too. It's now featuring, uh, it has tactical combat in there. It has all the races. And Ray is plugging away on the leftover stuff that kind of didn't, you know, it came up under his radar from bug testing and stuff. And now he's also working on more features with the, um, hopeful completion of the UI elements and then he's also just going to start working towards beta here soon so there's a few things he's got on his list of what he wants to do but the alpha 5 version is a lot of fun I did a few videos of it I'm going to continue doing videos because I like it and um, Nate it's free <laughs> it's like super free you'll never have to pay for it yeah, because he's awesome so anyways yeah, he's doing it I mean he's doing it out of his pocket it's a love it's a passion project for him. So, you know, people people don't get how much work goes into those things. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an insane amount of work and Ray's been working very hard and you know, like I've I've said in my videos, he's he's hired on an an illustrator that's probably one of the best illustrators I've ever seen and he's, you know, brought on some people that'll do some story work and great UI work and I'm really excited about where it's going to be. And he has a lot of plans for the future. I mean, it doesn't just stop stop at 1.0. He wants to do some, you know, like kind of sidebar optional Master of Ryan 2 implementation into the Master of Ryan 1 stuff. And, you know, just a lot of cool stuff that I think is going to be really, really, you know, a- a- appreciated by the community. So, Ray, we like you. We like what you're doing. Keep doing it. Yes, looking forward to seeing the finished product. And speaking of games that are being modded constantly, we have Stellaris. And in that one, it's it's very interesting. So prior to Stellaris coming out, there was a lot of assumption about the game, what the game will be. And as it's come out, since it's come out, it's been a minute, we've had quite a few species packs and we've had uh, story packs, and we've had DLC that are like expansions that add all kinds of mechanics. There's another one coming up very soon that's going to be addressing federations that we've been talking about. But one of the things that's really, really interesting about this game is that you have the modders that are constantly fixing the game. They're constantly doing work to improve the game. And then you have the dev team that sees their work, and sometimes they improve upon and other times they let the modders do their thing and they go in a different direction but 
the why am I getting at this? So what the game is versus what was promised versus what it has been has has always has always had like a tilt to it, you know, and it's never quite lined up. So I was imagining would be a lot more grand strategy and less 4X, where in reality, it's a whole lot more 4X and less grand strategy. So you have other games like Lines of the Sacred Sons. That's what Stellaris was going to be in the first place. And there's what's the other one that you really like? Star Dynasties. Exactly. So you see, so we have two different games that are very similar in what they're trying to do in, in being a grand strategy, but they're going to be different from another. And that's what Stellaris was supposed to be. So for me personally, I could never get into the game prior to 2.0. And there are a lot of people that don't like the changes since 2.0. And one of the community members, the thread will be linked in here, made a comment about how he hates Stellaris. <laughs> and boy, did that thread get interesting. So there's there's a whole lot of back <laughs> and forth in there. Yeah, you know, it's it's the end of the year and people just need to vent a little bit. So thankfully they're keeping it clean so far, at least at the time of recording. I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. And if I see it's getting a little wild, I'm going to step in there. But so far it's just uh, uh, I heated this course. But, so, you know, people are not attacking one another yet. So as long as they don't do that, I'm okay with the back and forth. And it's very interesting because I happen to agree with a lot of what he said, not to the extreme that he feels because I don't hate Stellaris. I don't love Stellaris. I'm, I like Stellaris sometimes more than others, but it's not when I'm thinking I'm going to sit down and play a space for X. Stellaris is not the first thing that jumps into my mind. There's just too many systems that I don't like how they work. So I'm, you know, actually, you know what? I'll be honest with you. There's not a single space-based 4x right now that's not terrestrial that's dragging that's getting my interest and that includes endless space 2 because there are problems with endless space 2 that have just not been addressed and you know as vips we're trying to do work behind the scenes and as players we're trying to stay vocal but at some point you can only do so much you know there, there has to be a this back and forth and and there isn't and this is the case with a lot of games, you know, like developers, because of the social aspect of the interaction, social media, be it Steam or Twitter or Facebook or Discord or whatever, just devs are just stepping away. And it's a shame because we need to be able to communicate with them so we can tell them what is wrong. But at the same time, we have to be able to do it in such a way that they don't they're, they're not being off-put by us because, oh, look at them. All they're doing is complaining, complaining, complaining. And it's like, you know, here's the thing. And this is, this is something that some players forget and some devs forget. You have different groups of people playing games for different reasons. And sometimes when the really passionate fans complain, sometimes their complaints are junk. Like, oh, man, it doesn't have this, and I won't play it. I refuse to play it. Or it, did, it changed that, and I refuse to play it. But other times... In most cases, when we're complaining, we're complaining because we are spending so much time with this game. We want it to be legitimately better. And if it cannot be fixed, please talk to us. Let us know why. If you tell us, look, man, the game sold 35 copies and I'm not going to spend $500,000 fixing it, you know, I can't. It's like, okay, I'm not happy about it, but I understand. But if telling us, oh, the game sold 500,000 copies, but not 13 million copies, I'm not going to fix it, then to me, that's like... Good to know. I will never buy another game from you again. If I see your name on any product, I will put an X through you and I will wait till a 90% off sale. 
And this is something I've done recently more and more because just more and more studios just release these garbage products and disappear or just abandon them and move on to something else. And they expect us like idiots to just keep giving them money. And I don't know. I'm not an idiot. And even though 30 bucks or 50 bucks or 70 bucks are not a big deal, I still don't like throwing money away. You know, for 70 bucks, I'd rather go and take one of my friends out for dinner, not even an expensive dinner. You know, hey, let's go out, have a drink, just kick back, have a smoke, a cigar, whatever, you know, then sit there with a game and just struggle with it and, and get upset over it. You know what I mean? For sure. I've had a love and hate relationship with Stellaris for as long as it's been around. I, uh, I don't even know what to say about it anymore because I'm not sure that I'll ever love it, but I do have periods of liking it. So yeah. Oh well. And that, that's I think that's the case maybe, for many people. Yeah, maybe Stellaris Two will, will be the game that. I, yeah. I no, I'm into. not. I'm not. Yeah. Sorry, not me. I'm until Stellaris One is at the point where it needs to be. I'm not buying Stellaris Two. Yeah, I get it. Well, so. speaking of grand strategy games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead and say something. What are you going to ask me? I was going to ask you about Secret Government. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was too. I was waiting for you to ask me that. Well, well it's a secret. How can I ask you about Secret <laughs> Government? It's a secret. What's so, the first rule of Secret Government? Don't talk uh, about right, Secret right. Government. Well, What's the second rule? Don't talk about Secret Government. They're you're listening. Right. So I'm not saying anything about the game I was going to tell you about. Okay, good. You had me there for a moment. Yeah, it got, it got hairy. But you know what? If I were to say something about this game, it would mm-hmm. be called Secret Government, and it might be, and it may not be, mm-hmm. a grand strategy game about leading a secret society that has ruled humankind from the shadows for centuries. And basically, you're going to rewrite history as you pull the strings of fate and spread your influence across the globe, shaping the world's nations and future to your will from the 18th mm-hmm. century to the present day. The Illuminati. And, Got it. Yeah, it basically is. It, you know, it... It sounds very much like you are, yeah, in a way, the Illuminati or like the Freemasons or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, the Freemasons are a chapter of the Illuminati in case you didn't know. Right. Exactly. So, I, well, I, you know, I didn't want to say too much in case I got right. taken out. Anyways, so the idea, I guess, is that you're going to be behind the scenes manipulating governments and having them do your will. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it sounds pretty cool. It's definitely got a feel of like Europe Universalis, but there's more of a clandestine, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, theme to it. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digging it. The early access will be early 2020. It was supposed to be October of this year. And I guess they wanted to push it back for a variety of reasons, but mostly just to kind of shore it up and make it shine as well as they could for early access. And yeah, we're excited about it. It looks pretty cool, and I will keep an eye on it. And for sure, if it's something that I can get into, I'll I'll do what I can to cover it. So check it out. Check out the link. It's it sounds. I think I definitely think it's gonna be someone. It's gonna appeal to people who like grand strategy games and maybe want to do something a little less, you know, like uh, uh, traditional um, and more, Right. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know how much more of that it's gonna be. I don't know exactly. It doesn't really show too much. There's no videos of it yet, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Well, do you remember how we said we weren't going to rant? Uh-oh. There was already a rant. Here comes, though it wasn't meant to be a rant, but let's discuss topic number one. So there was a conversation about Steam tags that came up in the forums this week. Like, how useful are they? What's their purpose? And something very interesting occurred to me. So I created a Steam tag that's two profane words stuck together that if developers look at how people tag their games, right, and they see my Steam tag, they're not going to mistake it for anything else. It is Uh, a seven-letter word followed by an eight-letter word. (laughs) It It starts with an F, ends with a G. That's the first word. The second word starts with a B and ends with a T. Okay. Seven and eight letters. You can think about uh, yeah, it. Maybe leave yeah. a comment in the notes. But uh, <laughs> the person who gets it right gets a f- bro bro fist bump or something. I don't know. Whatever. So anyways, so I've been using this tag now for more than a year for games that are utter garbage. Not games. Shouldn't be sold on Steam. Don't belong on Steam. And I want the developers to know exactly what it is I think of their game. And some, and mostly I put it on junk, but sometimes I even put it on games that are supposed to be good, but are not good or broken or whatever. So that's my use for Steam tags. And I would really, really hope. Another thing is I use Steam tags to exclude a lot of games, but somehow they keep sneaking through because they, like a game that's a walking simulator will have like 39 Steam tags. And it's like, if, if you have something called a walking simulator, that's the only Steam tag you should be allowed. For any of these games, there should be a single Steam tag. And if, and if enough people pick it, we should be able to just stick it, even if the developer doesn't want it. That's how you fight these garbage games. That's how you reduce the you know, 2,000, 10,000, 14 million games that Steam puts out every month to maybe 30 games or 70 games or 100 games that are actually worth playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's it. You got nothing to add to that. So that's just my rant. I see. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe somebody will take up the challenge in the comments. I don't have anything. I agree. So oh, okay. Like, All right. I don't have a counter argument. Okay. Good point. Right. Great point, Nate. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's that's how we start the new year with a proper rant. <laughs> Very good. Well, speaking of the new year, let's talk about what. Our second topic is, which is our mm-hmm. most anticipated games of 2020. And this doesn't have okay. to be necessarily 4X, though I think, you know, of course, we're a 4X show, a 4X right, strategy and right. tactics game show. But I'm just curious to know, what are your most anticipated games of 2020 in general? Okay, so do I do I keep it to PC? Am I talking nah, console? Why? why? Why should you be kept to anything? Do, uh, do we consider, like, expansions as a game or just an expansion? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm excited about an expansion. Okay, so my top games, I'm going to list three PC games. I'm going to list one game for the PS4 or Xbox or whatever, and I'm going to list three expansions. So my most anticipated game in no particular order are Humankind, um, Total War Warhammer 3, which I do not know is coming anytime soon, but I, I'm anticipating it, right? right. And um, like 10 Crowns. I, om- I know almost nothing about it, but knowing who's working on it and knowing what's being put into it, I'm pretty excited, even though I almost know nothing about this game. Yeah, yeah, I know that's... And uh, I mentioned Humankind, correct? Yeah, yes, which you know okay. a bit about, but... Yeah, oh, I know I, quite I a bit about but I cannot talk I could, about. <laughs> and hopefully I can talk about what I know about 10 Crowns at some point, too, so... 
It'll be nice to so that's, spill so my those beans. Are my th- yep, yep, exactly. So we'll spill the beans when the beans are allowed to be spilled. Otherwise, it'll be guts being spilled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it'll be in my bank account. <laughs> right. It'll be, we'll get eviscerated. So I, I, I don't want to do that. So that would be my three PC4X games. Um, I'll throw in a fourth one. Obviously, XCOM 3. I don't know it's coming anytime soon, but I'm very much excited for whenever yep. it is coming. Now, yep. for non-PC games, this would be another game that I don't know will ever come out, but I love its predecessors, and that is another game in the Infamous universe on the PS4. So Infamous 1, Infamous 2, amazing games. Infamous Second Son, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Maybe not as much as the first Infamous, but at least on the level of Infamous 2. And I'm hoping they release another game in this universe because it was a very cool, cool universe for me. I've given up on stuff like Dragon Age. I don't care one iota for games like Cyberpunk because I just I don't do first-person shooters. That's just not me. And uh, that's, that's for that. And as far as expansions, um, whatever is coming for uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall, like a major expansion, right? I'm pretty excited for it. I Again, I cannot really speak about it, so there's that. Um, additional content for Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics Award because I know that, you know, we're about to find out what the next set is and that, but, like, I'm hoping... Oh, no, we already did. It's the Tau. No, no, I, I know the Tau. I'm not talking about that. I mean, just in general, I hope that they get an actual expansion expansion. Uh, okay, not okay. just... You get what I'm saying? Not just, like... Uh, releasing the other major races or the other major factions in the game, but an actual expansion. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I because yep. when, they, when it's essentially a species pack. When they release it, there's a few gameplay mechanics, there's tweaks, but the core game hasn't changed, which is fine. But I would, when they do a proper expansion, I would be very, very excited for that. And then I'm, st- I'm very much hoping that Civ Six gets a third major expansion. I don't want to hear about Civ Seven. Civ Six. Is really, and I'll talk about this a little bit more later. But Civ Six has really been improving a lot. Their major seasonal content update, their patching—they've been on. They've, I think, they've done more stuff on Civ Six in a shorter period of time than they did on Civ Four and Civ Civ Five combined. Yeah, more frequently. So I, am, I, I really do eager. hope. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm also eager to see what they do with Civ Six. So that would be what I'm anticipating. What about you? Well, I'll agree. T- I'll agree that Ten Crowns and Humankind are on my list. Those are definitely up okay. there. Where we disagree would be that Cyberpunk is at the very top of my list as well. But that's because, because- of the genre of gameplay. That's what it is. I don't think I, it might be an amazing game. It might be just yeah. the best game ever. It's just not the game I like to play. So I have no anticipation of it. I, you know, nothing against CD Projekt Red. Nothing against Cyberpunk. I've read books in the series. I like the genre a lot. It's just first person doesn't interest me. Yeah, I get it. Well, and another game that has been a game I've anticipated for some time is Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord mm. with the mm-hmm, March mm-hmm. release date, finally. Then we also have games like, there's a game called Celasta Crown of the Magister, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm, a game. Yeah, I heard of it. Right. It's made by former, so I guess it's like co-founder of Amplitude Studios, Mathieu. He went off and made his own company after the whole Sega acquisition. And their mm-hmm. first game is Celesta, the Crown of the Magister. I'm excited about that one. Okay. And then we have Empire of Sin, which I'm very excited about. The mm-hmm. um, um, uh, 
<laughs> I'm um, surprised you're not more excited about it. It's definitely up your alley with the tactics and all that. Yeah, I know, but it's like I have to see that. I need to see how they're gonna go into the genre, or are they going to? Because I'll tell you why. I love BattleTech, and I really like what Hairbrain Schemes did with they brought BattleTech to you know their idea of what BattleTech is, and you know. I, I really like it, but some of the decisions they made really, really bug me. And I don't know if those decisions are decisions that were made at Hairbrain Scheme or at Paradox. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I using that same logic, I don't know if Empire of Sin is going to suffer from that same thing. Now, I don't want to say exactly what it is. I got the review coming soon. We got the Q&A, so I just won't spoil it. I'll leave it. I'll let people figure that out on their own when they read that stuff. You know, it's just, I, I don't know who's actually responsible for those decisions. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not pointing fingers. It's not about that. But it doesn't change the fact that some of those decisions I personally do not like. I don't find them offensive per se. It's just, it's missing and it's taking a big chunk of the game out. It would be like playing Street Fighter, but no fighting allowed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, and that, I get it, yeah. That would be like, wait, what? Or Street Fighter, but we can't do violence. Yeah, that would be weird. Okay. I get it, I no understand. Combat, no fatalities, what? So anyways. Well, to continue my list, Immortal Realms Vampire Wars, which will come out in spring of next year. I've already enjoyed the beta, so I can't imagine not really liking the final product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we have Wildermyth, of course. Wildermyth has a summer or fall release date that I've... Um, I've been, I mean, I've already been enjoying that game. So, of course, the final product is going to appeal to me. I'm very excited about that one. And then finally, I would imagine that the Gears Tactics game will appeal to me mm. as well. Very excited about that, too. There's probably other games that I'm missing and forgetting about, but those are the ones that I'm going through my wish list and looking at and being like, oh, yeah, that's the game. I want that. But mm. yeah. And then, of course, the Planetfall expansions, because they have two planned through the little season pass. Very excited about that. I'm extremely excited to see what the Civilization VI expansion pack will likely be because they've heavily hinted at that, and I don't right. want to. I don't want to say that it's going to happen, but they've clearly been. They, they're hinting at and, something. They keep there's something coming for Civ VI. The question is, is it another full blown expansion? In which case, if it is, please, please take what you did with Beyond Earth. And 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 apply it here. Make it like that. That would be amazing. Or yeah, or future cool. proper future tech on Earth itself. You've you've already established like you know all the natural disasters. So take it to the next step, please. Just, yeah, that'd be cool. just move it one more step. Colonize yeah. Mars with the Moon. I don't know. Make it Civ Six, the Expanse, something. I don't know. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm also excited about Solaris's Federation's expansion. I just want to see how that'll change the game. So. I'll put that on my list too. And there's probably a lot more. Like I said, there's probably a lot more that I'm forgetting, but those are the ones that stand out on my wish list. And clearly not every game comes to Steam. So there are a few games that I'm excited about that aren't coming to Steam. Right. And I don't want to hear consoles and stuff I'm like not, that. So. Other than consoles. Consoles, I'm okay. That other store. Yeah. I no. just want to trigger some people when they listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think this is it. This is, let's make this it because I feel like, yeah. you know, it's a short podcast. It's a short little episode where... <laughs> Look at the time. It's not that short. No, it's 30 minutes. That's not too bad. We've done much longer. Games so. we're playing? I, I haven't really played as much as I thought I would. So Me either. I, I, I can say that I've played some Remnants of the Precursors because clearly mm -hmm. I made some videos for that. And then I played mm -hmm. some Star Drive with the 
black box and combined arms mod and mm. that was about it i bought uh, gathering storm for civ 6 and i was planning to play it but my kids are off school for the holiday yeah. break and that makes it hard <laughs> my wife well that's not what makes it hard I, I can still play it it's just my wife took the time off too so we're doing stuff like every single day is packed jam-packed with activities and at the end of the day the last thing i want to do is sit there and play video games i'm like i said i tried i played some theater 2 for maybe 45 minutes an hour it was great another night i'm like okay i'm gonna fire up endless space 2 i fired it up within a minute i think i fell asleep right where my keyboard was at Nice. And then I tried Civ Six, and I don't think I even got through the credits. It's just by the end of the day, I'm so tired. Yeah, I get it. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll have more to talk about. And and obviously with the the break and holidays and and stuff like that, I know that the news is going to be a little bit slow. But we'll we'll report on what we can, and mm-hmm. we'll fill up the, the space. We're, yeah, we're capable. We'll talk about some. Yeah. <laughs> Lots <laughs> of rants before. for me. Don't worry. I'll I'll find things. To I'll I'll figure out something to rant about next time. All right, good, good. (laughs) Good. All right, well, thanks to everyone. Thanks to everyone who's listened. Thanks to everyone who supports us through Patreon, who's on our Discord, who is everywhere that we are. I appreciate everybody. And certainly I appreciate the people that have given feedback on the the new format to the podcast. A lot of people Mm -hmm. seem to have real no issue with the short little ad, and I appreciate that. Thank you, because Mm -hmm. that makes our fudging fudging our budgeting <laughs> and our funding fudging was fud a budget and funding at the same time okay. but yeah our our funding much easier to work with so i appreciate it to everyone who's given us feedback about that thank you very much and with that happy new year yes happy new year hopefully 2020 is a great year for everyone and it's also going to be a great year for forex and strategy game fans so we're excited to move into 2020 and you know just uh, keep doing what we're doing. That's it. That's it. And until next time, this was Rob and Nate, Briggs, Florida. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.